Welcome to Literally, the podcast where we literally take you through the entire process of building a business and creating a lit up life. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach for high-performing women that want to live a lit up life while creating the impact and income they desire in their business. I bring my unique education and expertise to the table to help my clients create big results and move through big blocks. What makes this podcast so unique is that you'll hear one client's weekly coaching sessions for six months. These are recordings of our actual coaching sessions, so you'll see their unique challenges and strategies, their ups and downs, and their wins and losses. You'll also get to hear exactly how I coach them through it. I'm so excited for you to join us on this behind the scenes journey and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to season three of Literally. I am so happy to be back with y'all. I am so excited for you to meet our newest coachee, Rachel, and to dive into season three. You guys know that season one was a really beautiful journey for Monica. Season two is a really beautiful journey for Sam, but they had very different journeys and experiences. And that's super important to me is to keep showcasing different journeys, different businesses. So that's what we're going to do in season three. So Rachel is a coach, but she is not a business coach. She coaches around money and finances. So that is going to be something different and exciting. She also is running another business. So some overlap with Sam there. She's a mom. So some overlap with Monica. She's actually pregnant right now too. So there's just going to be a lot of similarities, but differences in terms of What's going to go down in season three? I am recording this intro having already been, I think, about a month in. So I know there's a lot of juicy goodness coming up here. What I have appreciated so much about having Rachel as our coachee is she is freaking ready to dive into the mindset, you guys. And it is showing and it is amazing. And I think you guys are going to get so much value out of hearing her journey and her experience. Every single person that I've had on, literally, I have basically grilled at the beginning about like, how willing are you to just be super real? And Rachel, I really have just <laughs> been like, just delighted at how real she's been willing to be. She, she told me that up front. And it's one of the reasons I knew I wanted to have her. And she has not disappointed. She has just shown up a thousand percent for the real work and real conversations. So, so, so grateful to her for that. So excited for you guys to meet her. And I think there will be so much resonance. We talk a lot about imposter syndrome. We talk about patterns that we've dealt with for a long time. We talk about time management, so much more. I mean, obviously like we're only a month in when I'm recording this. So who the heck knows what else is coming, but it has just been really amazing. And I think this season is going to serve you guys so well. So I will stop uh, (laughs) blabbing on about how amazing she is and just let you meet her. This is the introduction episode, so you're just going to get to hear about her background, what made her want to be on the podcast, what she does, all that kind of great stuff. And then next episode will be session one and we'll dive in. So thank you guys again for being such amazing supporters of literally. Thank you for always supporting the coachee so much. Please go follow Rachel, send her love. You know, obviously she's doing this to support all of you that are listening and just thank you for supporting me and for sharing it and for leaving reviews. I mean, it is, it just means more to me than I could ever say. So thank you for being back for season three. Thank you for listening. I love you all so much. All right. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Lacey. 
Oh my gosh, I like took a sip of coffee right as I said. (laughs) Welcome to season three, you guys. I'm so, so pumped for you to meet Rachel. I think I have said this a couple other seasons, but we usually don't start with the intro episode. So I think Rachel and I have been coaching together for about a month or so at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just a little over. Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of like in it. So it kind of feels weird to almost like go back to the (laughs) intro, but it's also so much better, I think, because we have like a little bit more perspective. But you guys are just meeting her for the first time. So thank you, Rachel, for being here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and to do this and be on this journey with you. Yes. I mean, I think it's so interesting because I feel like it really does take kind of like a special person to want to do this live and, you know, want to be part of this. And so I'm just so grateful to you because I know that you're really doing this because you believe that it will help other people. So just really excited. I think that you guys are going to just fall in love with her because she has been in the last month or so, so transparent. Like, I think this season is just going to blow your mind. So let's just start by you kind of giving us a a little brief (laughs) history of your (laughs) background, of um, where you've kind of been before this, your journey, and then we'll uh, go from there. Yeah, definitely. So I started out, I've spent the last, oh gosh, 16 years in the corporate PR space, um, doing mostly travel and tourism and hospitality, sort of traditional public relations Mm -hmm. and media relations, and worked at all sorts of places, and then made the decision in 20 gosh, when was it? 2017, that I was going to start my own PR consulting business. And so I took a leap of faith and went out on my own and was successful right away, which was very exciting. And I had I had a good um, mentor, a former boss who kind of helped me through the process of starting that first business. And I ended up getting pregnant three months into starting that business. (laughs) And so I had my daughter in 2018 and everything kind of changed like it does when you add a kid to the mix and realized that I didn't really like the way I had set up my business. Um, It wasn't really conducive to being a new mom And I actually started working with Sarah Wiles. Um, I know her. I've known her forever. She's the best. She's awesome. We did yoga teacher training together in 2013. That's how we met. And I knew she had her, I think she was maybe in the second year of her mentoring um, and coaching business. And I had been following her. I think Happy Thoughts had just started. And so I had to start watching Happy Thoughts. And so I reached out to her with an idea to kind of turn my PR business into more of like a service-based business for PR professionals. And made that shift, and that really worked out very well for the first few months of my daughter and having her at home with me. And and that business model was working for a while, but then I realized that it still wasn't really what I was looking for. It was also successful. I had some great clients, but I've always had an interest in uh, personal finance. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the things that I actually remember sitting when I was still in my corporate job, like sitting in my office and working on my budget 
and realizing like this is the happiest I've been in a long time, <laughs> just like sitting here <laughs> working on a spreadsheet. Everybody's like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, people are always like, huh, you're weird. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> okay. When I say that, yeah. And I thought, like, how can I turn this into a business? So, so kind of like always in tandem with when I was starting my PR business, I had this idea for, for what became the company I have now, Blissful Budget. And so I just started working with friends, um, and helping them. I have a lot of friends who are entrepreneurs and who are, um, I'm also a yoga teacher. I do a lot. <laughs> so, you know, in the yoga space, they're either, teachers or studio owners. Um, and so I would help them just kind of sort out their finances and none of them, because they're all very like right brain creative people, Mm -hmm. they weren't very left brained, you know, focused on, on the financials. And so I sort of soft launched my business that way, really just working for free or for trade with friends in the beginning. And, so when I got to the point with my my PR business where I, you know, was kind of getting burnout, I had I had made the mistake I think a lot of business owners make. I built a a business that that had, was just set up in a way where it was pretty much just me all the time, and I got super burnout, especially with a little one um, at home. And so we had a an interesting circumstance. My husband ended up getting laid off from his job, but he got a a very generous severance and then ended up getting hired at another place right away. So we were in a position where we had two incomes, basically, or three incomes because I was still working at the time. And so we made the decision that I would take some time off and really give Blissful Budget a go and and really get it started and off the ground. And during that time, I did value-centered sales <laughs> with you. And that was so, so helpful. Those calls were at like six in the morning because yeah. we were working with people all over the world. <laughs> yep. So I was always like fresh out of bed <laughs> with a cup of coffee in hand for those calls. And, um, and that was really helpful. And I got some really, really great momentum. But I just wasn't seeing the conversion that I wanted yet. I I think I thought in the six months that I was devoting to Blissful Budget, which was sort of the time frame of his severance, that, you know, I wanted to be in a place where that was generating enough income for us that I didn't have to go back to PR. Um, and although I was, I was definitely making momentum and making traction, by the time his severance ran out, it really wasn't bringing in the income yet. And we maybe gave it, I think, one or two months over when severance ran out and it just was getting really tight financially. So I made the decision at the beginning of this year, or really the end of last year, to put out some feelers and just kind of go back into my PR consulting practice, sort of the way I had it. Um in the beginning, uh, when I first left my corporate job and, and then like right away that picked up, which is always frustrating when like the business you don't want to grow grows really fast, but the business that you really want to grow isn't growing as fast. So, and then I got pregnant again. So we're expecting baby number two in September. It's end of May right now as we're recording this. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really, I'm doing the PR work, but when this opportunity came up to work with you, I had really wanted to work with you and 
I applied for the podcast and was super excited when I got it and and really want to be in a place where, you know, by the time this new baby comes, I'm in a place where I can do less PR, be really focused on blissful budget and and be in a place where, you know, hopefully I'm booked out a little bit <laughs> for my maternity leave so that when I come back from maternity leave that that I'm in a really stable place with blissful budget and it, it's growing. And the idea is to eventually phase out all PR and be 100% in the blissful budget business. And that wasn't very short, but... <laughs> That was perfect. No, I love it. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about, um, because I know we sort of go into this on the podcast, but I feel, or in the recordings, but I feel like we don't like fully discuss it. Um, I think we we probably discussed it before recording, but I know you mentioned Mm -hmm. quite a few times and then you kind of just brought that up is that you feel like you kind of had this like really pressured feeling in that timeline Mm -hmm. that you had and how you feel like that really impacted you. And so you've been working so hard to like, not get back to that pressured place. Can you like give us a little bit of context around that? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I've given myself six months that sort of this time mm-hmm. limit in my head of I'm going to devote myself 100% to budget. And in six months, I'm going to be fully booked and, you know, with a wait list. And, and it just didn't happen. But I think, you know, I was really selling from that place of almost desperation, mm-hmm. especially when the, you know, the clock was ticking and I was getting closer to the end of those six months. And and I had a lot to do in those six months because I was really going, starting almost at ground zero. Yeah. Like I had, I had friends and, and some clients locally, but I, I wasn't visible online yet. I had barely started a social media, you know, plan and marketing mm-hmm content marketing for the business. And so I was really expecting myself to build it all and be successful in six months. And then every time I get on a sales call, I I really did feel like I was selling from this place of like very graspiness almost Mm -hmm. like, like I need to book this client so that I can, you know, meet this, this big giant goal that I set for myself. And I think that kind of ended up shooting myself in the foot there because I I was so attached to the outcome and so attached to a very specific outcome. And so when it didn't happen, I mean, that was that was really disheartening, especially because mm-hmm. you hear so many stories of people with really fast success. Mm-hmm. And so then it's almost like, well, what's wrong with me? But I feel like even through just the work we've done in the past few you know, in the past month and really examining that, I've really found that it's better when I can sell from a place of, you know, not just attachment, but not being so attached to the outcome and and really selling from a place because I'm passionate about what I, the services I provide and the value I provide. Um, it's just a much easier place and feels like a better place to be. And so that's why, you know, I'm still working in the PR business too, Mm -hmm. is because that provides the financial stability so that I can have that space where I know our expenses are covered so that I can grow this other business without being so attached to, I need to be making X amount of money. Yeah, I think that's so helpful. And I feel like you're going to be such a beautiful guide and probably also a trigger (laughs) for a lot of people because I feel like that dichotomy of like be very focused on the outcome and detach from the timeline and the Mm -hmm. specifics is so hard for people. It personally, for me as a control freak, it's been 
the hardest lesson of my business, but it's also been the lesson that works every single time I lean into it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's just a really beautiful gift that you can kind of give people as that perspective of like the energy you bring to the thing, the attachment you bring to the thing really does impact. Like just sort of like it's almost like you didn't like were not even remotely attached to PR working out again and it worked out in like mm-hmm. 2.5 seconds, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think I said and when I applied for the podcast and we've talked about it since then, you know, I feel like I have this really great mindset about PR because I'm so detached from an outcome and I just sort of believe like the work is there and the work will come yeah. and and that's been the case with that business. And so it's been a challenge to translate that mindset over to Blissful Budget too mm-hmm. and really believing that the clients are there and the clients will come and yeah, it's a it's it's a constant reconditioning, I think, of, totally. <laughs> of myself too. Yeah. Well, and I think especially like when you've had that experience of it not showing up in the way you wanted it to, Mm -hmm. then you almost have like that extra layer of work to recondition because you're like, I have evidence otherwise, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think the really beautiful thing you've done is like answer that question for yourself, right? Which is like, well, that timeline, that pressure, that graspiness, that energy was what was like kind of not playing out there. So then in terms of our work, you've been able to really like reframe that and focus on it feeling different. And I think that's so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really helpful. It's felt really good. Yeah. (laughs) I also think like, and I just want to say this for anyone listening, I really think that people just handle these things differently. I know some clients that like do really, really well when they have to like quit and have all the pressure. And I know some clients that just absolutely cannot function under that level of stress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And neither is better or worse. It's just like noticing what's true for you and then like playing to that versus like making it wrong. Yeah, definitely. I think I put a lot of a lot of shoulds on myself, especially during those six months of like, oh, well, if I'm really if I'm really serious about blissful buzz budget, then I should only be focusing on that and not mm-hmm. letting anything else distract me. But and you also had like a new baby at the time. And a new baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I yeah. mean, yeah, there's that, right? I remember Sarah saying to me, she's like, I was a puddle on the floor when my kid was your daughter's age. I'm just impressed that you're getting dressed every day. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So good. Okay. So tell us in terms of what made you want coaching or what made you apply to the podcast, like what was that driving factor there? And obviously we had already worked together, so you already had Mm -hmm. some contacts, but feel free to go into that. Yeah. I had worked um, with another coach with a a yoga teacher locally when um, I had very first started my business. And and I realized like anytime I'm working with a coach is when I see the best results. And I think part of it is having that accountability, but then also just like the wisdom of somebody who's done it before and built a business. And, and she was really helpful in like in me getting my business off the ground and starting to get visible and she has we talk about in an episode how I'm I'm like totally woo and she's mm-hmm. she's sort of the same you know we did a lot of like energy work and tarot card pulls and ritual and like all this all this very energetic work to kind yeah. of get me in a place to to be able to launch this business and 
I just I saw such good results and and almost magical feeling results that I think anytime you work with a coach it it can kind of feel magical when you start actually getting booking calls and actually getting clients to sign up and like people really start engaging with you and so I had stopped working with her and I mean I had been following you for a while through Sarah and just really loved the content that you were putting out and just, I think I had applied for the partnership Mm -hmm. the year before. And like, even going through that process was just so helpful, like putting together the business plan and, and some of the things that you have folks do to get really visible during that, that process. And so I knew I wanted to work with you in some capacity and I knew it would be super transformative. And so I that's what made me join Value Centered Sales because sales has always been the hardest thing for mm-hmm. me. And I think too, just my PR background, we're constantly pitching stories to reporters and and PR people and journalists have sort of a love-hate relationship and it always feels like you're selling to them, to the reporters. And so I had kind of like an icky feeling about mm-hmm. sales anyway. Mm-hmm. That was definitely translating through. So I knew value-centered sales was going to be a big game changer for me, and it was. And then I I wanted to continue to work with you, but I just I didn't I didn't have the funds at the time, which is funny for the budget coach to say that (laughs) (laughs) for the money coach to say that. Like, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna work with Lacey. I just don't know when. Mm -hmm. And then I got the email about the podcast, and I think you had said you wanted to focus a little more on mindset in this season. And that just really resonated with me too, because I I think I talked about it in, well, I know I talked about it in my application, but mm-hmm. on some of our first episodes, it's like, I've also got a huge imposter syndrome and like my mindset around my business, you know, there's been a lot because I'm not credentialed and I'm not like, you know, I don't have a formal education in finance. This is really just something that I'm passionate about. And I figured out a system and, and I really want to help others. But I have a lot of of kind of uh, imposter syndrome around that. And so I knew, because you focus on mindset so much in your work that and even we did a little bit of it in value centered sales. Mm-hmm. Like I knew you would be a really great fit for a coach for me. And but it's funny, like even filling out the podcast um, application, I was like, I'm probably not going to get it. And <laughs> <laughs> and when you emailed me, like, yeah, I'm so interested. Let's do this. I I was in shock. I was like, <laughs> wait, really? So like that imposter syndrome even trickled down into like my disbelief of of getting <laughs> being being the person on the third season. It was like, wait, really? This is You're really like, happening? You, you can't mean me, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, did she email the wrong person? <laughs> so, so funny. Yeah, I think that it's also so interesting because in the sense, like that is your detachment, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were so detached from it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And it totally worked out. Like if you had been like, I have to get this. This is my way to work with Lacey or whatever. Like yeah. it probably would have been so different, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so I true. <laughs> so I'll share my perspective on that a little bit. But so as Rachel said, we had worked together in value-centered sales. And I just loved how she showed up through that. I feel like you're someone who really takes 
coaching, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Meaning like I feel like there's there's not a lot of resistance on your end to having reflection, all of that kind of stuff, which I so, so appreciate. And the thing that I really um, appreciate about when you filled out the application for the podcast is you were kind of like – nothing's off limits for me in terms of mindset. In fact, like that's where I know I need the most help. And so I really want to dive in there. And I feel like you have been so true and transparent to that this entire time. I mean, we had a coaching episode where we were talking about like your family and your childhood Mm -hmm. and like what parent, you know, you struggled with the most, like all the stuff that is like so hard to to go into sometimes and is very, very hard to go into if you're recording for a podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just, like, appreciated how much I felt your willingness to be transparent there, and that just stuck out to me so much. And I think it's so beautiful because that's sort of the edge you've been leaning into in this Mm -hmm. business now too, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, um, we talk a lot about about my feelings around being seen, and Mm -hmm. I knew when I signed on to do this podcast, I kind of made the the mental pact with myself of like, I'm going to show up 100%, even if it's uncomfortable. And I know Mm -hmm. it will be uncomfortable at times. But I think it really that in itself really helps me too. Because as as we've been working together, and I've been um, working on being more visible, and also working on being more transparent and authentic in what I'm putting out there, it's just been so helpful to always know, like, this is going to be out there too. Mm-hmm. And it's been really uncomfortable at times, but really transformative and really magical too. And so I'm excited to share with people. And And I hope that, you know, my laying it all out there will, will help inspire others too. Yeah, 100%. And I think that exactly what you said. Like it almost is like you put yourself in a position where like you knew you'd have to share it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's so cool. Like I think, um, you know, you knew that edge was there. And so I just want to give you so much credit for that. Um, And I think that another thing that's really going to be useful, I think, is even for people to be able to see you in the position of like having a small child, being pregnant, having another business, like juggling all of these things mm-hmm. where they, they're they really getting a sneak peek into the fact that like you are busy, like you have a full-time other business, you mm-hmm. have a child that's home during a pandemic, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you have – all of these things going on. So maybe you could just paint us a little picture of that quickly um, in terms of like life so people will kind of know where you're at and what you're dealing with so that they can kind of either go, oh my gosh, I totally relate that's me or like, damn, if she can do it, I can do it, right? Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah, it's funny. I'm like, oh yeah, we're also uh, recording this during the pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) Like like that too. (laughs) The thick of it. Yeah, so my daughter's two. Um, I've been really lucky that my husband has been able to work from home these past few months. Um, We've been sort of sheltering in place at home since, I guess, mid-March, end of March. Um, We live in Georgia. I'm sure people have heard of all the things our, our governor has done, but... Yeah, we're we're trying to stay home as much as possible, except to do like grocery store runs. And we've done a few like social distance visits with the grandparents. And then so yeah, we're home all day. And I've got the PR business, which is really full time. Um, I, I looked at my hours for this month, and I worked 
over a hundred hours in that business mm. in May. Um, so it's more than 25 hours a week. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it's a lot of juggling right now because my daughter's out of daycare. Daycare is closed until further notice. And I'm also not quite sure I feel super comfortable sending her back mm-hmm. right now because our numbers in Georgia aren't good. And so it's just been a lot of juggling. And we talk about it in some of our episodes, but having time for Blissful Budget has been a struggle. And what I was doing before we started working together was like getting all the PR stuff done and then staying up all night (laughs) and getting the Blissful Budget stuff done. And luckily we've addressed that and it's getting a lot, a lot better. And I've blocked off some time in the mornings to do Blissful Budget first thing, which happens most days. There are some days it doesn't, but yeah, it's just been a big, a uh, big juggling act. Uh, and I think it is anyway, when you've got a little one at home, even if they are in daycare, mm-hmm. you know, and then I've just been really thankful and lucky that my husband's been home because I don't think I could do it all without him and his support. And, and we tag team parent and right before this call, he had an emergency. (laughs) So I was watching (laughs) Zoe while he was, he was dealing with his work thing. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's chaotic and very, very busy. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's just so useful for people to see that, like, this is why we want to do this behind the scenes stuff, because I feel like Mm -hmm. it's so easy to compare your someone else's front end to your back end kind of thing. Like you could Mm -hmm. like, you could be comparing it to somebody that like doesn't have children at all. That doesn't have another business that doesn't have like all of these things that you're dealing with. And it's so confusing to make that comparison because it's apples and oranges at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And I was doing a lot of that. Um, I ended up putting myself on a content detox because I was looking at (laughs) other, yeah, (laughs) I was looking at other, other money coaches. And Mm -hmm. I mean, other ones who have families and kids, but then also, you know, younger money coaches who are probably in their 20s who who don't have kids and and comparing myself to all of them, like, oh, well, they're doing all this stuff and they're producing all this stuff and I should be doing that too. And it was just, it was kind of disheartening and mm-hmm. made me feel like, oh God, well, what am I doing wrong? How are they getting all of this done? Yeah. But but it's so true. We don't know what's going on in their lives. We only know what people put on social media and on their websites. And of course, everybody's going to paint the best picture of themselves on those channels. And yeah. I mean, I think it's true in business and, and in life too. So it was a... It was important to me too. I think it makes it all the more important to have support and have your support during this time too, because I don't, you know, I don't know that I could do it on my own right now. And I think having just having our weekly calls and knowing that you're there to support me and gently push me at times, (laughs) you know, has been really helpful. Yeah, so good. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. But yeah, I think, you know, it's such a gift you're giving people is to just show the behind the scenes of that. Because I think that like so many people are almost quick to be like, well, like you said, there must be something wrong with me or this must mean I can't do it. And it's like, mm-hmm. it it just means it looks different and that's all it has to mean, right? Yeah, definitely. So tell us a little bit about Blissful Budget, like who you love to serve, what you focus on, that kind of like little little snapshot. That's the word I was looking for, snapshot. (laughs) (laughs) So Blissful Budget, 
I started it because I realized that there's more to money than just the numbers on a page and that, you know, there's really the soulful aspects of money and then there's the practical aspects. And, yeah. you know, we all have these stories around money and these patterns around money that are probably ingrained in us from the time we're kids. And as I've been in this online entrepreneurial space, I really realized like these are the clients that I'm passionate about working with and other, you know, other moms who are running their own businesses and other, you know, mostly women I work with just because I tend to relate to women better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And as an entrepreneur, there's that added layer of we're working so hard to make this money and we might as well use it to support the life that we want and to support the most blissful life that we can have. And a lot of us get stuck in the shoulds um, like, oh, well, I should be spending money on this or my friends are buying these things. I should buy them too. Mm -hmm. And so it's getting really clear on on like getting our head out of the sands, looking sand, looking at where mm-hmm. our money is really going, and then using using that money towards whatever your financial goals are. So whether that's paying down debt or saving more money, uh, taking home more money, which mm-hmm. is the biggest thing for I think entrepreneurs is we can be making a million dollars, but if we're only taking home a quarter of that, like mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like in the online space, we have such great opportunity to bring home a lot of money and we might as well make that money work for us. Totally. And like, this is another reason I was so excited to work with you because I feel so passionately about this on the back end. And what I mean by Mm -hmm. on the back end, like, I just mean like in my own life, like this isn't like a tenant of my coaching or anything like that, but I just see so many entrepreneurs get so trapped in the idea of just make more, just make more, just make mm-hmm. more and mm-hmm. feel totally ill-equipped to know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, like even in my Millionaire Makers Mastermind, we literally give like personal budgeting templates, business budgeting templates, things like that, because it's like so many people that are like making over six figures or whatever even get to that point and they're like, I don't I don't have a clue what's happening, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so this industry is so focused on making it, which of course is important. Of course is what we're doing here. But I think there is little to no education on how to be just like a really excellent steward of that money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much fluff in terms of like, you know, spending it on all of these things. And what I see a lot of people do is they make the money in the business and then they like instantly upgrade their lifestyle as fast as they're making it mm-hmm. yeah. and really trap themselves sometimes to a certain extent. And so um, I'm just like so obsessed with what you do because I think that conversation is just so absent from the entrepreneur space. And I think it is wildly important. Like I know personally having the savings I do lets me take the risks I want to take in business. Mm-hmm. And it's what allows me to be innovative and it allows me to do all of these things that I wouldn't be able to do if I hadn't been a good steward of the money I was making. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's so true. And I think you know, there are a couple of points you made there. One is I think as entrepreneurs, we get attached to 10K months or million dollar years. Mm-hmm. And, and those are all great goals to have, but we also have to look at our life and what what does an ultimate lifestyle mean to us? And mm-hmm. that might 
might not have to be 10K months, you know, or yeah. million dollar years. It could be half a million dollar years. It mm-hmm. could, you know, so getting really clear on on that definition of, of what does an ultimate lifestyle actually look like for me that aligns with my values and beliefs. And, and if it is a million bucks, great. At least you know that though, you know, and, but there's this pressure, I think, to make more and more and more. And, and that's a story right there that yep. a lot of people have. And so- it's addressing that too. Well, and sometimes you get so busy making it that you forget to pay attention to how to exactly. manage it, right? Right. And and enjoy it too. Mm-hmm. Like we get so focused on making the money and then we're just, you know, working and working and, and not even enjoying the fruits of our labor. Yeah. <laughs> so so there's that too. And yeah. And I think it's, like, the less sexy thing, but I'll just tell you, like, from my perspective, it's been, like, the the most sexy thing about business. Like, the fact that my business helped me pay off, you know, 200K of student loan debt yes. is, like, the coolest thing ever to me. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so cool that it's, like, also given me trips and, like, travel and things like that. But, like, I'll, I would take that student loan debt getting paid off over all of that because that that is true freedom, right? Yeah. It feels – so good. No, yeah, yeah, it feels so good to to pay that off. And that's another big part of why I do this and why we a lot of us start businesses yep. is for freedom. You know, there's the the freedom of being our own boss and setting our own schedule and, and making our work life look how we want. But there's also the freedom of paying off student loans or lots of debt and and getting getting in a place where you have savings and you have that safety net to then take the risks that you want in your business. Totally. And I think that like, in again, in this, ind- I could go on about this forever. I'll shut the fuck up after this. But in this industry, we almost think like freedom has almost gotten categorized as like being able to travel the world and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like no shame in that game. I really love to travel too. But I think the real freedom that has come for me from like paying off debt or being able to like have savings and make certain decisions in my bed. Like that for me is like freedom in a whole different way that like I don't Mm -hmm. think is as glamorous or whatever, but I think that it's so important. And so um, I just, besides how wonderful you are and how happy I am to coach you, I'm just so excited that um, it's about a topic that I just feel like is so needed in this industry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, quite honestly, I think it's very hard to keep making more if you don't know what you're doing with it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, you have to have a plan for your money, even if it is just saving it or, you know, investing it when you get to the point where you can invest. And, And yeah, it's hard to make more money when you don't have a why behind it. And so having those goals for your money is great, whether it's buying a house or traveling the world or paying off debt, like that really gives you a why behind Mm -hmm. that up level and making more money. And, and I love how you point out, like, the goals don't have to be sexy. (laughs) Like, it doesn't have to be, I'm gonna have a closet full of Prada and travel the world first class all the time. I mean, it can just be like, I want to pay off my mortgage so I own my house outright. Like, Mm -hmm. that's an awesome goal (laughs) to have. That is literally my goal right now, by the way. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. 
love it's it. So, but like you're so right. Like I think that it sounds so less sexy, but it's like the freedom that will come – like the freedom that has come from paying off the student loan debt or the freedom that's going to come from paying off the house. Like it feels so different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. So good. Okay. So tell us kind of thinking about where this is going. Like was it a difficult choice for you? Um, and thinking about like now you know like, <laughs> you know, we're about – enough episodes and that you kind of have a picture of it. Was it hard for you to decide? Like when I reached out to you and said like, hey, let's do this. Were you, did you have a moment where you were like, oh, I don't know. Or did it always feel like, nope. And this is easy. It felt, it felt easy. It's funny because I, at one point when I was filling out the application, when I was like, I'm not going to get it. And I thought, well, if I do get it, I think that's a sign that I need to do it. And yeah. so um, when you emailed me, I was like, yes, I'm going to do it. And I was so excited. And then I think I had found out maybe the same week that I was pregnant. <laughs> and so, of course, then I'm like, oh, my God, what if she doesn't want to work with me? Because I might have the baby during the middle of the podcast. And <laughs> Oh, God. And I just let it like totally freak me out. And of course, you were thrilled for me when I told mm-hmm. you. And you're like, we can work around it. No problem. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, I almost scared myself out of it. Like, well, she's, yeah. it's not going to be good for her podcast if, you know, we have to take a break. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was a, it was an easy, well, I don't want to say easy yes, because I knew what I was getting into, but I mean, I, it was, it was a yes that I, I wholeheartedly wanted. So. I think that's super helpful because I feel like that's just like a good thing for people to note because I talk about those kind of decisions in business a lot where it's like the decision is easy. It doesn't mean there's not a lot of hard things you have to manage around that, like that fear or like the, you know, you're going to have to manage what it feels like when this gets put out there and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the decision felt easy, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's, you know, we let that trip us up in business. We're like, if there are hard things around it or there will be things that feel super uncomfortable to manage or whatever, we're so likely to pull back. But it's like, mm-hmm. but is the decision easy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so decision good. was definitely an easy one. <laughs> I love that. So good. Okay, so last um, question is just like tell us your current goals. Like when we are starting this, like what are you uh, looking for the most? I know you mentioned like, you know, feeling like you can come back after maternity leave in a certain mm-hmm. way, but just give us a little brain dump there. Yeah, and it, it's funny because we talk about deciding a lot in um, in some of the episodes around the business because I think I had felt like I had still not fully decided that yeah. it was going to be successful. And so I have now. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so one of the one of the goals is just to this is just a small goal, but just keep doing that work around that um, because I'll notice at times I'll I'll get scared and it's usually when I'm just overwhelmed and tired. And so it's um, always, always deciding yes, you know, with the business and Mm -hmm. keeping, keeping up the good mindset work that helps support that too. And then I think the scariest goal for me is to eventually be able to close down the PR business. Mm -hmm. It's one that I would like to do. It's scary to put it out there publicly because I'm sure I'll have people I work with listen to this who, who I haven't haven't voiced that to really but yeah I mean I really want to be able to build a life where I am 100% coaching and blissful budget and it's it's supporting us um 
I have a, another big scary goal of wanting to be able to retire my husband if he mm-hmm. wants to stop working, which I don't expect to happen in six months, but <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like the big long term. Totally. Goal. So yeah, being able to step fully into it um, and devote all my time in it in a way that's different than the way I did it before is a big goal too. So yeah, those are, those are the big goals around the business. Um, and then knowing that I'm going to take some time off for maternity leave. It's funny though, I'm going to take a full three months out of the PR business for maternity leave, but I don't know that I'll necessarily want to take a full three months from blissful mm. budget because coaching's a little different and you can be on a call with a baby attached to you and <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that. So we'll see how that feels when when it comes, but if there is the opportunity to to come back a little earlier for blissful budget, I I probably will. I think that's that's like telling, right? When you're yeah. like, "Oh, I wouldn't want to be away from every 3 months almost, <laughs> yeah. right?" Yeah. Mhm. Definitely. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah, and I think that it's just like so beautiful for you to be able to kind of like own all of those without the pressure, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you're not like, "Oh, and I need to retire my husband in 6 months," right? right it's like right. but I can also own that that's a thing I want, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm just noticing how much magic there is in that for you and I think for all of us and being able to get really clear on that end result we want and then totally detach from like how that happens and what the timeline is. So I think that was Mm -hmm. said so perfectly. Thank you. Is there anything else you feel like would be helpful for people to know about you or have context around? I mean, I think you've been a total open book, so don't feel like Mm -hmm. you have to have an answer here. But if there's anything that's coming up for you that you feel like, like, I would just love to tell them this so they know it before they listen or so that it will give them more context. Um, Let's just dive into that for a second. Mm, Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's funny because I do feel like I am such an open book. We talk a little bit about my woo side of things on, yeah. on some of the episodes. So I am like, I read tarot cards. I I do some work around the new moon, like new moon rituals. And so you'll probably hear that throughout the recordings. And that's just always been kind of a fun, fun side for me. I think I've been, I've been into tarot since a teenager. My mom and my aunt were like very into it. And so it trickled down to me and I really like it as a tool of just like, not like fortune telling, but more as an intuitive tool to, to kind of get a check on, on how you're really feeling about things. And so I try to weave that into some of my work too with clients and it's been really transformative for them. And so it's been kind of cool to be able to take that side of me. And, and we talk about like, I really want to be able to be my most authentic self in this business. And I think that was kind of a side of me that I was starting to hide from people. And so I'm embracing it fully now. <laughs> so good. I love that. Yes. And I think that's yeah. so true. Like one thing you'll hear Rachel and I talk about a lot is almost like anything you kind of like the idea that like anything you feel like you have to hide you actually out yourself on and it gets so much easier from there and so she has done that really really beautifully over this time so you'll get to hear that as part of it but yeah this is perfect thank you so much for just being here for being so open for being so transparent like just again was so excited when you were like I am ready to talk about all the things like Mm -hmm. money mindset imposter syndrome like you name it let's dive into it and so I know you guys are going to enjoy this season so much and be so 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 grateful to Rachel for being so open about this so I love and adore you I'm so appreciative that you're here and I can't wait to continue doing this together 
Thank you. I'm so excited for everyone to listen. Beautiful. All right, guys. Dive in. Listen to session one and make sure to reach out and follow Rachel. Tell her how excited you are. Connect with her. Tell them where they can find you on social. Yes. So on Instagram, I am budget blissful because somebody took my Instagram. Handle, <laughs> so that's it. Um, and then Blissful Budget on Facebook. And I also have a Facebook group called A Blissful Budget. It's a free group where we talk about money. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.